Welcome to Gym Owner Freedom. I am Scott Carpenter, and I am a former broke, struggling, frustrated, and overworked gym owner that felt stuck no matter what I did to try and improve the business. Once I realized that the answer wasn't what I thought it was, just getting more clients, and after really doing the math on acquisition and churn rates, I realized I wasn't even playing a winnable game to begin with. With my current price structure, mathematically, there was no way I could afford to pay my staff so I could scale up and out of the business that I could have the time, the money, the impact, and the freedom that I always knew I was capable of. Once I learned how to add value by selling transformational programs to people who needed more than just workouts, everything changed in my life. Today, I own six gyms that all run without me, and I am free to pursue my passion projects and work just because I love to, not because I have to. And if that's a goal that we mutually share together, then this is the show for you. I'm gonna teach you the framework to make way more money with less clients and open up a world of possibilities to you. Subscribe, leave a review, and tune in every week. It'll change your life, I promise you that. Yeah, buddy. Okay, we are now live streaming. I'm excited for this one, Dave. This is right. This is a fastball, 99 miles an hour, right down the middle. So this yes, is- yes, it is. And this is for our people. You know, we both started as personal trainers. Uh, so we're really excited to talk about this today. We are going to talk about the top six mistakes that PT studio owners make. Now, whether you have a studio already and you use a different format or that format, or you're a trainer who's looking to get your own studio someday, you're, you're going to want to watch this. Um, and before we get started, I'm just going to comment to everyone that we are live. I got it. You got it? Got it. You're, love it, Dave. You're ahead of it. Thank you, man. Um, all right. I'm going to send that to the side so I can keep an eye on comments. Let me know if you can hear us. Type yes, whatever, uh, just to make sure we're not speaking to an empty room here. Cool. Um, all right. And then, yeah, we're going to get right to it. And the main thing is, is guys, um, it was almost 12 years, years ago. I think it's 11 and a half years ago is when I started my first personal training studio and I worked for Lifetime Fitness. I started as a personal trainer. D, you can hear us. Perfect. Started as a personal trainer at Lifetime Fitness in Scottsdale, moved out from uh, Chicagoland and did, did okay there and got promoted to be the assistant manager. And then I took the promotion at a different club nearby to become the personal training department head. And so I worked for a total of four years for Lifetime Fitness. I got promoted. And then I realized, hey, I'm not able to do what I really want to do. It's the, they're cramming ancillaries, supplements down, down people's throats. And we are breaking all the records for revenue monthly, quarterly, annually. It's going really well, but it got very corporate-y. And I realized, like, I got into this, this to, A, make a difference in people's lives and not just sign people up, sign people up, sign people up. And B, you know, I, I, I wanted to do the right thing, and I wanted to make more money and have a ceiling. And that's why I got into business for myself. So I bought a personal training studio that was failing in like central uptown-ish Phoenix in an area I had no idea. I inherited probably 600 bucks a month in business. It was a group training studio with no joke, like literal punch cards, like literal punch cards, where it was a hundred bucks for 10 visits and you use a special star-shaped puncher to track those. There were no systems, there was no software. These were cards sitting in a little Rolodex thing. 
And uh, there was no list. There was no phone number list. It was ridiculous. But the bottom line is, is I went through, I struggled for a long period of time because when I looked around and like, okay, what should I do with this thing? Even though I had this background of personal training and running this, it's a different ball game when you're on your own and have your own studio. And you just look and see what, hey, what do other people do that are quote unquote successful? And from there, um, you know, I made my changes. The problem is, is everybody's doing all that. But the, and, and the reason why that's such a problem is because 90% of, of gyms really don't make that much money. And so I struggled for a lot of years to try and figure things out. And bottom line is I want this live training to save you seven years of bullshit and trying to figure things out and failing and not making much money. I want to just rocket you with the shortcut to what actually works on this one. Does that sound good? I can hear my, can you hear my dog barking in the background? We got a puppy. I can't hear no? any dog. All right. No. Good. Not too bad then. All right. So let's get started on this thing. Let's, let's look at what we're going to talk about today. So the top six mistakes that personal training studio owners make. Uh, we're going to go through them one by one chat on this one. If you have questions on what we're talking about and want to dive into details, just throw them right in the comments and we'll answer them as we see them as long as we can keep up with it. Um, so mistake number one. And so for those of you who know, like I met Dave at the second studio. So I, I bought underground fitness, which was that failing gym. And then what I ended up doing was buying a competitor. I'd say less than a year later, I think I closed on Arrowhead, Dave. It was and, It was really, yeah, it was, it was within 12 months, I think. Yeah. Which was stupid because I had no money at all. Still. <laughs> I don't know how I, I just pulled it off because it was a down economy. You know, this was probably 2013, and we had that massive recession in 2009, which just wiped everybody out. So the market in Phoenix got destroyed, and it still hadn't recovered. So I was able to kind of sneak in and take over a lease because if a landlord looked at my financials at that point in time, there's no way they would give me a lease. I mean, just no way. So I lucked out in certain ways. But, yeah, top mistakes that, that PT Studio owners make. Number one is doing what everyone else is doing, okay? Don't make the assumption that just because somebody else is doing it, that's what should be done, and that's what works. You see this with franchises a lot. But what was the thing back in the day, and it's still there today. I came from Lifetime Fitness. We sold 95% of our revenue was from 101 PT, right? charging 80 to 100 bucks an hour on average, sometimes less, sometimes more, okay? That's what we did. No problems there. I started by learning how to sell that stuff. And then what do you do? What does every other independent training studio do and all these, these smaller boutique fitness franchises do? They sell large group, right? And I just did that because that's what was supposed to be done. So we did large group training, again, I inherited a place that had only a few people doing this. And I sold this between $99 and $149 a month. I think we had $169 unlimited, but I don't even think anybody was on it. But that's what was done. And so I ran with, I added one-on-one -on -one to that, of course, but I had one-on-one -on -one in large group training. Now, the problem is, and especially like some of you guys are still charging between those rates. And that makes me cry. Like that makes me cry because you need so many members to make that happen. And that is not easy in today's world. The post-pandemic market volume is tough. 
at Arrowhead, we had just a little bit of large group, correct, Dave? Correct, correct. I think we probably built it up to probably 20 to 30 people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so in the first two locations, we ran with large group and we, we ran with one-on-one. And large group sucks, especially if you don't have that much space because what happens is you get all these people paying 99 to 150 bucks a month, taking up all the floor space. And then you've got one, two, three, one-on-one clients that are paying you close to 900 bucks a month, close to 900 bucks a month. And they're crammed in the corners, working around this whole large group. And that was a problem. And so we did okay. We started to get really busy, but the problem is the profit wasn't there. The profit wasn't there. And just, you know, five PT clients, well, there's all of the group right there. And so, th- but this is what everybody was doing. And that's also a big negative because everybody is competing for that. And quite often you see prices of 150 to 220 for group nowadays, maybe 240, but everyone's still fighting for those clients. And you need many, many, many times more people to do this. So this is a very bloody ocean and you're fighting for your lowest dollar clients. And as soon as there's a hiccup in the economy, they're out. They are out. Who, who, um, who can weather the economy a little bit more is the people paying more. The people who would rather pay you more, a premium level service, the economy doesn't affect them as hard. They can afford it. They can continue to afford it. They're not scratching pennies to make budgets meet every single month. They're easier to deal with. So by, by putting in large group and really trying to sell that along with one-on-one, that was mistake number one. Don't think just because every other place is doing large group, you need to do it at all. There have been so many places that have transitioned out of it. Now, that's exactly what we did, Dave. We transitioned out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what we did first was we brought in semi-private training. Okay, semi-private training. And we had one-on-one, we had semi, and then we had group. What I quickly realized is that there's a lot of people who would rather pay more for a better quality service. So I started selling a lot of semi and one-on-one and less of the group. And then I just took one-on-one off or the large group off the menu. And once I took large group off the menu, sales did not dip at all. Sales did not dip at all. And this is why so many of you have it on your menus is because you feel you need to, to, have an offer for everybody who comes in the doors. And that is just not the case. If you're a personal trainer who caters towards high end, and then you're like, but I don't want to see people go out the door. And you start doing that. You're, you're changing your business model for people who want to pay you the least, who will complain the most and will be the first ones out the door with the highest churn rates. And that was a massive mistake that we made. So we ran with semi and we had one-on-one. For the longest time semi we did what one to four dave one to four 30 to 40 bucks a session that yep. was, was that was the offer yep that was the offer so 30 to 40 session mostly 30 and then in, and then as as i started to to get more locations and in some in better areas at 40 dollars mm-hmm. but for the most part it was 30 dollars, which is what a lot of people charge so you're looking at like 240 360 or to 360 a month right that's what we had at arrowhead and we ran with that and how that was better than large group, wasn't it, Dave? It was. It was. I mean, it's one of those that just going from that $120 to a $300 price point is just, man, you get people take it a little bit more serious or maybe even a lot more serious at that point. And there's just a lot less headaches. So uh, that was, I would say, the biggest advantage of just, just transitioning into the semi-private, better experience. And it was honestly a lot less headaches, too. 
Yeah, a lot less headaches, um, and that went well. But we also still had a lot of one-on-one because we were good at selling one-on-ones, right? We did like two times, and it was six hundred bucks a month. We did three times a week, and it was eight forty, right? Um, the and when we landed in eight forty, it was like pop the champagne. That's as good as it gets. Um, and we ran with that for a very long time, but that leads to problem number two. Okay. It's going the other way over reliance on Mm -hmm. one-on-one. And this leads to scalability issues Mm -hmm. Mm. because everybody wants primetime mornings. Everybody wants primetime evenings. And the issue with that is that you have there, you can hire the trainers for it. But we all know that the off hours, there's not enough hours available for everybody. So certain trainers are going to be full and the majority of your trainers are just going to be busy at the prime times. And the issue with that is the fact that quite often they can't make enough money to stay with you. And if they then leave, 80% plus of those clients are going with them because they have that one-on-one relationship. Or you can get part-timers who really aren't bought into your vision. They're not the greatest piece of your culture Or you take an independent trainer who's paying you rent. We did that back in the day, right? And you give them an hour or two, and they'll probably no-show. They're not very important because they're making two to three times as much with their own clients, right? So you find that they treat your clients like a second-class citizen in those cases too. So it's it's tough. It's When you have an over-reliance on -on one-on-one, it's hard to scale that. And if you're in the beginning stage, it's not that big of a deal. But as you grow... And maybe you want to step off the floor and you want to step out of sales and out of your business. You're going to, you can run into some issues there and some culture issues too. So what's the solution to these two? So we have the extremes at either side, right? We've got large group and we have one-on-one and I'm not saying don't do either. Okay. But what I'm saying is they both have really big flaws. And if you meet in the middle and learn how to command a premium price, You can have extremely high revenue, extremely high profitability. You can have a more stable business. And it's a lot easier to scale that. This is why in a service-based business, it's hard to scale it, let alone to get out of one location where you're not relevant in one location should you want to get out of it. But to do it for seven, like we've done, you need a better model. And so we use overlapping personal training, overlapping PT, is the session type that we created. It's very similar to semi-private, except we're able to really bill it as personal training and we don't have to decide to open up new time slots. We can just treat them like one-on-one appointments and schedule as many of your one-on-one appointments, best practice is schedule them into the recurring appointments, right? So scheduling is recurring appointments. When they happen to overlap with other people, they overlap with people. So you don't have to decide to commit to opening up a 3 p.m. three times a week or five times a week, right? If nobody's there, you don't need to be there. And then the cool thing is you can pay per head so your trainers can make more money while you make 75% margins. It's a really, really good win-win. Overlapping personal training, we're not going to dive into the details on this, but if you need that, we have done a whole separate training on it. We've done a whole separate training on it. I'll pull up a graphic. Uh, You can sign and see one-on-one and semi-private overlapping PT, we're charging PT rates or close to it. So you can charge 60 to $80 for it, as opposed to semis typically 30 to 40. 
And so you're, it blends the two together where you're getting all the pros of one-on-one and all the pros of semi-private without the cons of either. And essentially one trainer can do the work of four trainers. This is one of our locations. And this trainer is servicing a hundred personal training sessions by himself in a week. That is literally impossible to do if you're doing it, if you're doing it just one-on-one, obviously you'd be working 100 hours a week. Right. And you couldn't do it because there's so many overlappings on four, 3 p.m.s, 4 p.m.s, 5 p.m.s, you know, 6, 6 a.m., 7 a.m.s, 8 a.m.s. Can't do it. So that's how we get around that. So those were two of our biggest ones. And when we merged everything, created overlapping PT, everything got simpler, easier to sell. We could sell it for more. It was a better experience for us, our clients, and the trainers. Solved all of our problems. If we would have known that back in 2012, holy shit. Things would have been a lot easier. We would have scaled so much better, so much faster. And Dave, like, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise, though, because I mean, just you doing this training, I, I, I feel the anxiety and the stress of running the model that we ran from 2016 to 2019. I still remember. Uh, I'm kind of a fair weather Dallas Cowboys fan, uh, so it was the the Carolina Panthers. It was opening. It was opening weekend. So I don't know if it was like 2019, but I was on vacation. I was in vacation in Pine Top and I got a message from one of our premier one-on-one trainers that he had this like really bad panic attack. Um, and I still remember that drive home, like, holy shit, like it's not sounding good. Um, that same day I found out that Carrie was pregnant. So like that, that's the story. I don't think I told you this, Scott, like this is what this, this, like I, I had to jump back in and this with one-on-one training, my God, man, like I, I got up to where I was training like 45 to 50 hours a week. I had to jump yeah. back in. And that's, that was, that was the driving force really for us creating the overlapping PT because I just knew that there had to be a better way. Yeah. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise that this happened. Otherwise we couldn't teach what we teach to these gym owners and studio owners across the world uh, because we wouldn't have understand, uh, understood the pain the way that we do now. So like, absolutely. You kind of created this Dave out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that keep this in mind for everybody listening out there. We've all hit like really painful spots or rock bottom. Mm-hmm. We've all done it in our careers. We're go. If you haven't yet, you probably will. And that can be the catalyst to make changes. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't stick your head in the sand, that Mm. kind of pain will lead to innovation. And it will give you drive to not put yourself in that position again. And yeah, I mean, that's that's happened over and over and over. It's how we learned all these things. We went through some horrible spots in our business. I nearly lost everything. and had to file bankruptcy more than once. But that's a gift, man, that gives you the drive. The power of broke is, is very powerful. And it's the catalyst to, to, to finding newer and better ways to do things. Uh, Jason, you asked a good question. Have you found the sweet, what have you found to be the sweet spot for the size of the facility for your overlapping PT model? Mm-hmm. And ours range right now from, from 1,300 square feet to 2,700. Because Arrowhead minus that space that we sublet, it's 2,700, um, right? Yeah. And yeah. so as we've transitioned through all of this, the different models, the sweet spot for over, overlapping PT Literally 1,100 square feet to 1,800 square feet. You can go bigger. It depends on how it's laid out, right? But, man, the smaller, the better. Go lean and mean. You can, I mean, in 1,300 square feet, you can rip out 50K a month. Mm -hmm. And your rent is going to be a fraction. And a lot of people bite off more space than they need. 
it's not the biggest deal if you're in a if you're in an area where you have really cheap rent. Some of you are in more rural areas, right? But retail space, like it's expensive. You don't need 3,000, 4,000 square feet for an overlapping PT studio. So our newest one is like 1,800 square feet, Dave. A little bit yeah, more I, than we need, but we, yeah. we negotiate a smoking lease on it. So we'll take the extra space, no problem. But yeah, yeah. good, great question. Great question. Yeah, uh, Jason, for, too, yeah. for up to four at once, yeah. So we cap ours at, at four at once. Um, now, if you're newer into it and you got a, a newer trainer, you might only want to give them one or two till they get comfortable with it. But four... It's, it's really easy to do once you're comfortable. So great questions, guys. Keep them coming. Okay. So those were two massive, um, massive mistakes that we made. So the third one. Um, oh, geez. So this I see all the time. I was just on an owner yesterday who's experiencing higher churn than he should with a semi-private model. Like 15%. Not good. Um, there's multiple reasons for it. But, but it kind of connects to my next point is so many of us give away free or cheap nutrition coaching, accountability, et cetera. Now, the reason that so many of you do it is because we actually want to make an impact in people's lives. Your reasons are noble. They're totally noble. And you want to help people. And you know that nutrition is 80 plus percent of it. Like there's no disputing that we know, we all know that. And so we, we have a really strong desire to help people change. The problem is we are shooting ourselves in the foot when we give it away for free. Two reasons why. Number one, not everybody is ready to tackle that right now. I know it seems ridiculous, but I mean, Dave and I, we're both, we're both fathers. Now we have a lot going on. When you're single, right, it's, it's a different story, right? But once you have a family and you have kids' events, you got this, 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 it is really hard. And sometimes the best somebody can give you right now is just showing up two or three times a week and coming in and working out. The desire is there, but they just don't have the capabilities for it. Some people don't give a rat's ass about it either. They don't care about body composition goals or anything like that. And when we're, we're, we try to project onto our clients what we want for them but they have to want it because if we try to do this we're actually giving them a, and they're not ready for it they don't want it it's a bad experience it's guilting them in a way and it's it's not meeting them with with where they're at and what they need so it misses the mark on some people okay and we create that um and then also so it'll miss the mark on people but then the people who truly need it the people who truly need nutrition coaching, when it's kind of just included and it's free, they don't value it. And you know this. You know the ones that are like, cool, yep, I need some help with that. And then you'd start meeting for however long, what's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, on nutrition coaching. And it's like pulling teeth to get them to make any changes. We've all been there. And it's just like they, you know, they seem to be great in that meeting, but then they do nothing outside of there. And you're just constantly like begging them to keep on it, to stay on it, and there's no changes. It's because they haven't really committed to making that change. They haven't committed to go all in, going all in on there, which is part in your sales process. But it's also, if you don't charge for that, they do not take it seriously. Dave, like, so you, you know, when, when I had the 63-day transformation, I started the first iterations of that. This is our coaching, nutrition, accountability option, right, on steroids. But 
like when that was just part of what everybody got, that's how we kind of started it, right? Everybody kind of gets this and goes with it. The results were far less. And then when you started charging, what did you start charging for it, Dave? When we rolled it all in, I mean, what was our case study? 2K? It was exactly 2K. the same 63-day transformational program, but we went from 599 to 2K. And I know we'll get into it in a minute. Just nutrition coaching, like it doesn't even like sound like a solution, right? Yeah. Like nobody wants nutrition coaching. Uh, at the end of the day, like our mentorship program, 90% of it, you mentioned it, Scott, is a focus on nutrition, but you're selling it as a part of the transformation. So uh, we even talked about a little bit last week, uh, any type of like nutritional pillar, the way that we teach the gyms we work with to pitch it is it's probably 20 to 30 seconds is all they get. So it is a part of the solution, but it's a part of the solution. It's not, hey, we're going to you know, work on your metabolism and we're going to work on a reverse diet and uh, here's going to be your customized macronutrients. So uh, like just bundling it together as a weight loss program or a transformation, it allowed us to 3x the price overnight. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same exact program, but you know this, Scott, the second that we went to that 2k, everyone's compliant. It's, it's like legitimately the compliance probably doubled or tripled just because people respected it. There was, there was skin in the game. Yep. They have to have skin in the game. Otherwise they don't respect it. Uh, mm -hmm. NASM, I was recently at NASM court headquarters. Cause I wrote a business development chapter for their latest certification. That's going to be coming out in, I think June ish, July ish. And I went there to record videos. And it reminded me because my first certifications were from there. I got the CPT, I got the CES, and I got the PES. You know, and this is when I was working for Lifetime. So it bumps you up in pay. It, it was like, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred bucks for like the, the advanced ones, the CES, the PES. And I was proud about it. You know what I mean? And it came in the mail and I framed it and I put it right up on the wall. And it was my hard-earned dollars. I wasn't making much then. My hard-earned dollars, I invested in that. It was great, right? And I knew somebody who worked at NASM there because I used to work with him at Lifetime. And he hooked me up with a free weight loss certification, which is the one I would be the most interested in. Not CS, not PS, but that. And he's like, dude, I can drop it in there for, for you for free. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. That's amazing. And guess what? I never took the fucking thing. I never took it. It was so much different when I paid the 700 bucks. So much different when I paid the 700 bucks of my hard-earned money to buy that certification. I get this, to this day, I don't even know if it's still sitting in there, if it's expired, I have no idea. I could try and log it and see. Um, but it just goes to show that like, if you don't pay for it, you don't value it. People who pay, pay attention. And so running into a two or a three tier pricing strategy is what you want to do. Let me show you a quick graphic that illustrates this. So, the bottom line is you have to charge for your nutrition coaching and accountability. And, you know, we have people that come in that have a really strong pain or desire to change. That's our mentorship. That's us taking them by the hand and helping them become the person that they want to become. It's like nutrition and accountability on steroids, right? It's like the mindset. We're their coach. We're going to help them build this into their lives. We meet with them on a weekly basis for like 15 to 20 minutes after we build out their plan. Okay. Now, some people aren't ready to go all in on that, but they want to make body composition changes. So that would be our mid-ticket, our Tom Brady offer. That one is the workouts, nutrition, and accountability, okay? And some people just want to come in for the workouts. Cool. They don't want the other stuff. Awesome. Hey, let's just get you started coming in here two, three times a week then. Great. 
but there's different prices for these different things. Now, these would be built out under different business models, whether your group or semi, small group, one-on-one PT, overlapping PT. But the bottom line is, is you are figuring out what they're here for and you're selling them that solution. And yes, it costs more. If it's free, they just don't value it. They just don't value it. Um, okay. Uh, do we have, should we answer some of those questions, Dave, or, or should we move on to the next? Let's, let's keep on going. It's, uh, as always, this overlapping PT is the, uh, it, man, it gets yeah. a ton of questions. So that, that's one we will probably reach out to you guys uh, individually to answer those questions. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Cause yeah, Jason, Matthew got questions on those. We will get to you after, cause we could go on on that one. There's just nuances. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll answer all those questions for you, uh, after this live, no problem. Okay. So that's the big one. Uh, number four. Okay. Uh, I would say this is, uh, subpar or unscalable nutrition coaching. Okay. So first off, people have to pay for it to value it. Right. Now, the reason I'm, this is similar, but different. If it's a subpar nutrition coaching, this will hold you back. And let me give you an example. I did start charging for nutrition coaching at some point at, at, uh, at these locations. The problem was I could sell it. No problem. I could deliver it myself, but it would break down when it went to everybody else. So when I would have other employees or other trainers do it, depending on their skill level, depending on their talent level, they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. And it's tough to figure out something that works and is scalable at the same time. That's really challenging. And the fact of the matter is, is we are typically, we are just teaching way too much mm -hmm. is what comes down to it. And I was guilty of this when I first started. I would teach about protein. I would teach about different carbs and how they would break down and this and that and your blood sugar levels, all that kind of garbage. And at the end of the day, they don't want to be taught. Okay. And I know this is strange, but you're a personal trainer. You have to take yourself outside of that. We're fitness geeks. We are willing to read articles and papers and this and that we geek out on it. We like that. We enjoy it. We want to know the why behind it. We want to know some of the science behind it. We want to know what the studies back up. That is not who you're working with. They couldn't care less. Again, most of these people, they've got, you know, they're working 40 plus hours a week. They've got commute time just to get in with you two to three times a week is an effort, right? They got the travel time to you. They probably have kids. They've got extracurricular activities of their own, sometimes travel and vacations. They had their kids' sports and soccer and baseball or whatever it is. It's a lot. They don't give a shit about this, guys. And the problem is we teach too much where it doesn't need to be about teaching. It needs to be on you helping them figure out what they need to do to basically fit it into their lives with foods that they like to eat at times that are convenient for them. And we just teach too much or we go way too detailed about all the weighing, mac weighing food and way too detailed in macronutrients. And, and Dave, like you used to do a lot of that too, right? Oh man. Oh yeah. Customized macronutrients, baby. Here's your protein. And it's, man, at the end of the day, you, you know this, Scott, the end user, they really, this is the way, this is our green light pitch. This is how we pitch nutrition. We're going to build you a strategy that is fun, that's flexible, that includes your family and friends so you can follow it forever. 
that's all they want. They want dream outcome when it comes to nutrition. They don't want science or education. So like that right there is the line that we're utilizing in all of our franchises. Big Miles Davis, who's in the next cohort, uh, we worked on his pitch today and he's like, dude, I just love the 4F equation. That's all they care about. It's a, it's a, it's a, especially the people that are coming to see us, they're busy professionals that have families. They just want something that is fun, that is flexible, that they can follow through on with their family so they can do it for a prolonged period of time. So yeah. uh, you you nailed it. Yep. And and like it's it's so simple. So I would also go into that is like the really advanced apps and stuff, it's overwhelming for people. So that's the other thing. Like we put too much on their plates, it's overwhelming. And if you ask people who quit or this, that ask them, they will tell you, I just this is too much. I'm just overwhelmed simplicity, simplicity scales on all ends. And so you have to make it so simple for people. And I'll show you my tracker. So basically like what we do in ours, we created this 63 day transformation. And, it, and it's basically like, where are your clients at? Okay, where do they wanna be? And based on that, what do you need to do every day and week to become that person you need to become? And we basically build out yeah, I mean, we just build out what they need to do. It's going to involve workouts. It's going to involve some extra daily movement. It's going to involve some nutritional habits. And the bottom line is, once we establish that, and they agree like, yeah, this is doable. I can do this. They just need to track it. And if they get 90% plus in compliance, they're good to go. So I'll pull up mine. So obviously, like I'm more maintenance for my health and fitness, right? I'm, a, I'm doing what I'm doing. But the bottom line is, is like I started this as a project for myself for habit building. And I want to become the person I want to become. So mine, you'll see mine has a little bit for nutrition and fitness in here, but it's also geared towards business and personal development, which are my goals. So the 63-day transformation, see if I got a shot of this one, you know, it's, it's building out a habit tracker for what they need to do, nice and simple, involving mindset, habits, environment, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's all included, but it's got to be simple. I'll show you mine that's totally modified just, just for me. But I've got my big goals, I've got my month goals, and then here's what I need to do every day and week. And I track how I do it. I just click these boxes. And yeah, you can get it right there on your phone, right? But I to become the person that I need to do, I need to write every week. Um, I follow some sort of nutritional program that might change here and there. I have to plan my next day tomorrow, I read every day. And then yeah, I, I'm training three days a week at least, only three days right now. Um, and cardio too. Actually, this was a partial one. So it's normally four and two. Um, but yeah, it's as simple as that. And I just track how I do on this. Very, very easy. So bottom line is, is like the nutrition coaching is so much less about teaching. You've got to have a system that you can work with anybody in that can, you don't have to say have the same approach with everybody, but it's so simple that anybody can do it. And it, the key is this has to be scalable. If it's not scalable, it's always going to be you doing it or just one rock star where if you lose them, you're in trouble. So um, you could make a, this is how we justify char charging. Now we charge more than the $2,000 for a nine week program is what we were talking about before. That's when we first launched on average. Now it's probably more like $3,000, which if you broke that out, it's like $111 a session, right? Um, because they're paying extra for all that nutrition coaching accountability, the mentorship. Um, so it took us a long time to figure that thing out. And, uh, but once we did, it just changed everything because we can charge so much more. We need so, we need so many less clients of your average boutique fitness gym 
that they pay us more money, they're more invested in results, and they get way better results. So everything is easier for us. Okay, does that handle it for, for number four? Did I miss anything, Dave? No, that's it. Simple. Okay. And keep in mind, for the end user, if they follow a simple plan, right, they're going to be so much more compliant, they're going to see such better results. Uh, that was, I think, probably the biggest mistake I made when we first started the 63-day the transformation is – I would, I would focus on like optimizing them out of the gate. So doing, yeah. you know, daily gratitude and like, here's a monk manual. Remember we, we went yep. through that monk phase where every client too much, to, too much, and too much, even though it sounds good, like in that onboarding and the client always says, I can do this, but yeah. the end of the day, it's just, they're, they, they're only compliant with it for a week, two weeks at a time. And keep in mind, they're not like a client that, that invests two to $3,000. They're investing in that actual like result. So they don't care how we get help them achieve that result as long as they get the result. So that that was a big learning lesson for me. The first year we rolled out this program, uh, kind of my mindset is, oh, I have to add all of these bells and whistles in order to charge in order to charge three thousand. When it's just not the case, people want to spend three thousand dollars to lose weight, keep it off, be a better version of themselves. One hundred percent. And for those of you who might have to hop off too, because I know this is getting long, we'll try and wrap up number five and six pretty quick. Um, Stay on or watch this recording because we're going to, I know some of you have extra questions on some of what these are. We have a lot of extra trainings for you and we'll show you exactly how you can get these things too. So hang on, um, but we'll speed through these last two. So number, number five is not having a plan on how to consistently, consistently um, acquire clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Having a hard time spelling today. Um, so not having a plan on how to consistently acquire clients. Um, now this one, I'm not going to spend an extra hour on right now to show you exactly how to do it. But the fact of the matter is, is we just don't, it's uncomfortable learning this stuff. It's hard. The game changes 12 years ago. Shit was a lot different than it was today. 12 years ago, we barely had a Facebook. Okay. Um, the game is a lot different. It continues to change. So you have to really invest the time in learning all this stuff. Otherwise, you might get lucky, but then you, most of you won't. And so just kind of it, the field of dreams thing doesn't always work. If you build it, they will come. Eh, good chance they won't. Okay. So you need to spend the time to learn how to do this. And you have to do it in two different ways. So you need dual lead flow. And what I mean by that is you need to learn how to acquire people with paid advertising and completely free organic paid can work fantastic in some markets it can really struggle you can't just rely on it you need to learn the organic side of it too which is social media but then there's also boots on the ground strategies dave like we're having a harder time in, in our newest seventh location on the paid side right it's making its money back and going well um and again we need to switch over to our newer thing right to take all that workload off of brandon but the bottom line is is that we've brought in so many people organically from that 100% free because not all of you have the budget to spend 1500 bucks a month on ads and that's okay. That's okay. But when you do that money will make you more money when you learn how to do that. Right. But you can't ignore that and just hope shit works out. That can get you in a really bad place. Again, we have trainings. We can hook you up on that D it never works like that. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, and number six, number six, uh, living, this is a big thing. I, this is my downfall. 
Now, granted, in 2012, information wasn't as accessible as it is today. That's for sure. There was nobody coming on live every week like we do, Dave, and teaching these strategies. It just didn't exist. But number six is living on your own island. This will tear you up. Um, it's lonely. You won't grow in it. And I find a lot of people do this. They don't reach out. They don't ask for help. They don't hop on a call to learn more. They don't say, hey, I need some help on this. I'm struggling here. What would you do? I didn't do that. And I don't know if it was ego, fear, doubt, skepticism, probably all of those things. The skepticism you should have, by the way, because there's a lot of people teaching it that haven't actually done it. Or maybe they did it eight years ago and it no longer works. That happens all the time. No longer works in today's post-pandemic market. So living on your own island will keep you small. Even just being around other driven, like-minded people it, you just you just learn and grow and and get motivation by osmosis. It's so, so important. And it's also important to find somebody who's been there and done it themselves. Because this ties in the skepticism thing. I have wasted a lot of money on marketers. I have wasted a lot of money on SEO people who's just, it's just a racket. Great, you did a great job at selling. You got some of my money. That's it. Right. And, then, and that's what they want. That's what a lot of them want. But there are some genuinely good ones out there that have done it. Dave and I disclose what we do all the time. And this is a good one. Did you get your emails, some of your emails today, Dave? Uh, I haven't I, even had a chance to take a look at them. Okay. I figured some people would like that. So I haven't done all the PLs yet, but I got a few of them done for January. And mm -hmm. I figured I've got three of them done. And let me see if I can drag this over and a Chrome will open it up. So this is a good one. Um, and this helps guys so you can actually see what we do. So this was just January. This is February 8th when we're doing this right now. So January's PLs just came in. Here's a studio. This one did 43,000 in revenue, which is good. It's not crazy, but the profit on this one, if you look at it, is 21,000 to total ownership. So some, and we usually have a minority partner in these locations, which will get paid some of that kind of a salary and the rest is profit sharing. But 21 grand to total ownership over here is fantastic, guys. So you can see rent is 5,100 bucks a month. Um, all right, let me, I just, I didn't even pay attention to which, I might open up the same one again because I didn't pay attention which one I did. Okay, this is a different one. So this one did $52,000 last month and January is not our strongest month. We usually kick up in February. Uh, this is why I'm excited that wanted to show you your emails, Dave. So this one did 52,000. Total profit was $29,000, $29,503, which is pretty awesome. And then here's another one. So do all our locations do that? No, no, these are good locations. And we have, and this, it's not unheard of, but here's an example. No, I did that one already. This must be the other one. Here's an example of one that's in a rebuilding phase because for the first time we lost our GM and we didn't have an owner operator in here. And it's our smallest location. So this one only did just under $25,000. Not bad, right? It's an expensive rent area though. So rent is 5,300 bucks. This one's the one that's 1,321 square feet, okay? Um, but the cool thing is, even though we lost that, we had to make a really quick transition and we had another trainer exit at the same time just two months ago. No, sorry. Yeah, two months ago. This thing finished at over $12,000 profit, which is pretty good. 
pretty damn good. So you can see our owner-operated models will operate at about 50% profit margin to, to the ownership, which is really good. That's where I want to see you guys at. When you do, when you take the number one mistake, doing what everybody else is doing, guess what you can expect on profit? Probably more like 15%. Not great. That makes it for that makes a very hard business. I don't care if your business is doing a million bucks a year if you have 15% profit. That's only 150K. And servicing that many clients for only 150K, holy shit. You're better off with one of our not as well performing clubs where you have a quarter of the clients, right? But you're making the same amount. This is 150K run rate right here. With a lot less work, a lot less overhead, a lot less risk. So choose your battles wisely, guys. So um, anyways, living on your own island will kill you. Uh, it, it just, it, it kept us down for a long time until we branched out and we started working with different groups, with different masterminds, with different coaches. It, it, it's the, it catapulted everything, Dave. And this is something that we don't talk the talk on, we walk the walk on. We're always working with two or three different people, sometimes one, depending on our, on our capacity, right? Um, but you need to be working at least with somebody you're involved in some group or tribe and going in the same direction together. It makes a huge difference, a huge difference. Um, and we have something for you too. So I know we talked about the fact that we can't get to everything today. Um, those of you that commented on there, we'll get to you to answer and get you those resources. Here's what we have. If you are a personal trainer, if you have a personal training studio, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's semi-private, whatever it is, what I want you to do is comment PT. Comment PT. And this is going to be important because we work with, we kind of cap it like 10 a month that we work with, Dave. We are completely sold out for February already. We are halfway sold out for March, okay? So here's what we're going to do. If this, if any of this resonates with you and you're like, yes, I'm making some of these mistakes or I don't know the exact path to do all, all six of these things, comment PT, we will hop on a 15-minute call with you, okay? It's not a sales call. Leave your credit card. We will not present anything to you, okay? Tell us what you're struggling the most with, where you need the direction, okay? One of two things is going to happen. Either you feel and we feel you're a good fit to potentially work with us starting starting next or it'd have to be March. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and get it in there, in which case we can book another call and go in depth. So you know exactly what we do, how we do it, how it would apply to you. And if you're interested, that's awesome. Or B, what would happen is like, hey, you just need some advice in this one thing. We're gonna give you one of our trainings, one of our things that help you can help get it solved on your own. So either way. I don't care, but if some of this stuff is resonating, if you need help with some of this, comment PT below. We'll shoot you a DM. We'll schedule a 15-minute phone call, not a sales call, help you out. Why do we do this? Because eventually most people do like to work with us because our shit kicks ass. It just does. But for those of you who are do-it-yourselfers, I get it. It's cool too. We've got stuff, and if you're successful on your own, I'm happy. And I love those text messages when they come in. I really do. Makes my day. Hey, just a quick reminder to everybody, if you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 more this month, every month, by making more money with less clients with transformational programs and create a consistent flow of high quality leads, you can learn more about what it's like to work with me and my team at PT Legends and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. 
it is such a no-brainer that it more than pays for itself when we teach you how to enroll two, just two, case study clients. Really, that's it. So go to CoachScottCarpenter.com and learn more about it. Anything else to add, Dave? No, I think this is a, it's a great summary. I think we can do live trainings on each one of these topics and, and really go into detail. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one of these. Uh, yeah, we, we could. It could be one to three hours. Well, I mean, some of them even longer with organics like paid in organic stuff. Um, but absolutely. Any one of these is, is such a big thing. So uh, if you want to not make the same mistakes for the past, you know, for seven years until you eventually figure it out, we can give you all the shortcuts to it. We've been there. We've done that. Um, and we're living it. We're happy to share it with you. So guys, um, I, cl I think I closed down the window with the comments and the questions. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm opening up Michelle PT. Awesome. Keep them coming. Just comment PT. If you're watching this on a recording comment PT, we'll find it later on. Not a big deal. Um, same offers on the table. We'll hop on for 15 minutes. We'll connect you with whatever resources. If you want to learn more and get on the list to work with us, be happy to do that too. So Thanks a lot, guys. We come to you every single Thursday, 12 p.m. PST, 3 p.m. EST, to train you on something new every single week. Thank you for your time. We will see you next week, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 a month or more this month by making more money with less clients and create a consistent flow of high-quality leads, you can learn about what it's like to work with me and how ridiculously affordable it is at CoachScottCarpenter.com. And if you got any value out of this episode, please pay it forward and leave a review for this show. It helps other gym owners find the answers to the huge problems that we all share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.